Hi, Apex family. This is Coach Tyler, and you are listening to the Apex Gym Secrets Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's been a long time since I've seen you. You were in Texas the last time I think I saw you uh, handing out medals at the North Texas State Championships. For like 2017, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. How was training today? It was good. We had a, a good training, kind of easy. Hopefully tonight's easy. <laughs> are you pretty worn out getting ready for the games or are you like, you feel like you could really go hard? Um, I mean, I'm tired. Like, I feel like we've just been like training a ton, but um, at the same time, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to get out there and go. <laughs> cool. My name's Nicole Ossinger. I'm from San Diego, California, and I currently train at Trampoline and Tumbling Express in Lafayette, Louisiana. How did you start gymnastics and how old were you? So I started trampoline um, when I was three years old. My dad brought me to a trampoline gym. Um, my mother was an artistic gymnast and she did not want me to be a gymnast at all, but my dad did. So he brought me to a trampoline gym in San Diego and I immediately fell in love with it. Um, I came home the very first day and screamed to my mom that I was going to the Olympics. And <laughs> she just was like, you're a cute little girl. Um, but what do you know? I mean, now, yeah. 20 years later, here I am going to my second Olympic Games. Yeah. Two points for dad. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Who was your first coach? My first coach was Doug Boger. Um, he was literally the best coach ever. Um, and then he ended up moving to Colorado. So then I switched to Steve Roscoe and he coached me from age, probably age 12 to age 16. And then I moved to Lafayette, Louisiana and then Dimitri has been my coach since I was 16 to now 23. <laughs> awesome. What is the process that you get named the Olympia? So we had three trials um, for this Olympic games. Uh, our first trial was held in Al uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And then our second trial was either held in Ohio or Italy. And then the last trial was held in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I went to Italy because I was selected to, I had the most amount of points to be able to gain my country, the spot in the Olympic games where I placed third. Um, and that secured the United States, spot to the Olympic games. And then, um, that was an unnamed spot. That was an unnamed spot. Yes. So anybody going into the last trial could have gotten the spot. Um, and then when I went to my last Olympic trial, I ended up doing really well and I secured the spot for the United States for myself um, to the Olympic games. Um, and I think it was like five points ahead of the second girl. So I oh. kind of crushed it. <laughs> yeah. So there wasn't really any surprise. Nobody had no. to tell you you were going like you saw the scores and you I knew. So all I had to do was do two routines in prelims um, in St. Louis. And I did a really good compulsory routine. Um, and then leading into my optional routine, 
Dimitri was like, we're watering down your routine. We're going to do an easier routine instead of your harder one, just so I can hit 10 skills. And I ended up knocking it out of the park. I mean, I did one of the best routines ever for a routine that I haven't competed in since I was probably like 12 years old, but I mean, it was easier. Um, and immediately when I finished that routine, I saluted and I just started crying. (laughs) I like turned around. Dimitri told me, congratulations. I didn't even have to look at the score. I already knew that I was going to the Olympics and this Olympics so much more emotional. I don't know why, but it is. (laughs) So talk to me about the difference between that versus going into the 2016 games. So going into the 2016 Olympic games, um, we still had the same process of three trials, best two out of three. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was a baby. I had just turned 18 years old. So I wasn't really expecting to go to the 2016 Olympics. And then um, Charlotte ended up getting hurt. And that put me in front of going into the finals. I was leading in first and my score came up in finals and I had qualified myself to the 2016 Olympic games. And it was surreal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was super excited, but I was just so young. And my whole life, people had told me that I was projected for the 2020 Olympic games. It was never the 2016. So when I made it in 2016, I was just like a kid. I was excited. It was, it was such a great moment, but now going into this Olympic games before I had been named, I was told for my whole life that 2020 is the Olympic games that you are going to shoot for. This is what you, this is what you should be projected to go to. Yeah. So like the whole time I'm training, that's in the back of my head. And I think that's why it's so much more emotional is because so many people told me that this was the Olympic games that mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to. And then I qualified myself to the Olympic games for the second time. Yeah. And it just feels so much more deserving. Like I, I know I deserve this one. I know that I, I was the best. I am the best. And it just is, it's a really awesome feeling knowing that I get to represent my country again to the Olympic games. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I was there at the last trial at USA Gym Champs in 2016 and the the girls came out for prelims and it was like, where's Charlotte? Yeah. She wasn't there. And then it was like, who's Nicole Lassinger? Which one is she? And now (laughs) it's like, oh, Nicole. Yeah, it just was, it was super hard because in 2016, I was jumping just as well as the other girls. I mean, Charlotte was doing very well but I had placed at every single competition. So when Charlotte ended up getting hurt, it was, it was like everybody assumed that it would have been Shaylee. And it was just kind of hard because I knew that I could have done it too. And then I showed everyone that I did it and they were still like, I'm sorry about Charlotte. And it just like this, this time around, I feel like, people were looking at me like, this is Nicole Ossinger. Nicole Ossinger is headed for the Olympic games. And so it just feels like more people are supporting me. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this one so much more exciting. Yeah, looking back, you had a great season leading, you know, great runner leading up to 2016, but you were still kind of flying under the radar a little mm-hmm. bit with a lot of people. And now it's like, everybody knows who you are and there's no drama, it's fair and square. It's Nicole exactly. all the way. Now like, okay, it's official. You're getting on a plane 
for Tokyo in two days, like is the intensity level different? You know, I want to say yes, but I feel like nothing really has changed other than our schedule. I mean, before leading up to the trials, we were training six days a week, two times a day, mm -hmm. routines on routines on routines. And then now for this Olympic games, um, he's kind of changed the schedule a bit to where we have four days on one day off just to make us peak at the right time. But the trainings still include routines after routines after routines and cleaning up everything. So basically like the training atmosphere and the training style hasn't changed very much. Yeah. Did you expect to be competing in 2021 after you got back from the London Olympics in 2016? Rio, Rio, Rio. Rio. Oh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, but you're same right. thing. I was yeah. just watching YouTube from London. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. Rio. Thank you. Um, actually, yes. I, like, like I said before, my whole life, I've been projected to go to the 2020 Olympic games. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to 2016, not a thought in my mind was, Nicole, I think your time is done. You should quit. You've already done it. I, I just had already, I already knew that I wanted to go to the 2020 Olympic games to do even better than I did before. Yeah. So yeah. I never, I never in my, I wanted, I think at the, after the Olympic games, I like considered it maybe like, it was like, okay, I, I reached my peak, but then I got so much better. And as terrible as COVID was, mm -hmm. I feel like COVID really made me focus all of my energy on trampoline. And mm -hmm. I've gone so much better in a year that I cannot imagine in three years, how good I'll be for the 2024 Olympics. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Okay. What are you most looking forward to in Tokyo? So aside from the competition, because I feel like everybody's excited to compete, um, I think I'm really excited to go to opening ceremonies to see and meet all the athletes, take pictures with everybody yeah. um, as COVID friendly as you can be. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really excited to go to opening ceremonies and I'm super excited to be in the athlete village just because it was just so cool being there last time, seeing all these different athletes and being around so many amazing athletes. It was a surreal experience. I remember I went to the, I was going up into my room. Uh, I was like in my, in the elevator, heading up to like the 10th floor of my room. And I like walk in, looking down at my phone, like not even thinking of anything of it. And I like look to the behind me and there's Michael Phelps. And I literally was like, I try to play it cool with people and I'm like, you know, I try to, I try to be cool, but I could not be cool. I was freaking out. I like, I had looked up to Michael Phelps my entire life and I tried to be like, just chill, like not stare at him as I'm like gawking at him. Like, I cannot believe that he's this big and this tall. And it was crazy. And then he asked me what sport I played and I said trampoline. And then like, of course, my mind goes to say, I would ask you what sport you play, but I already know who you are. Like right. I was just so uncool, but yeah. I mean, at the same time, I, it was just so crazy. And I remember I called my mom afterwards and I was like, I just met Michael Phelps. I was, so, it was like, a, I was like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. That's awesome. What is the most intimidating thing about being on the Olympic team? Hmm. 
I think being on the Olympic team for the United States, it's intimidating just because the U.S. is so amazing at the Olympics. And it just, it actually pushes me to want to do better because of how many amazing athletes are on, um, sorry, I've been taking a COVID test and it just showed up negative. So we're good. (laughs) Um, But I think it's just like, it pushes me to be a better athlete and Mm. I'm just super excited to get to the Olympic games and watch all these other Olympians from the U S do so well that I, I want to do just as well as they, they are. Yeah. You have a great country to represent. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Do you, do you think of yourself as a celebrity? And Sarah Webster was telling me about how y'all were on TV uh, with good morning, new Orleans. And of course this is your second Olympic game. So people have known about you for five years now. Yeah. What's that like? You know, I don't think, I really don't think of myself as a celebrity, but I will say this Olympics, um, I have gotten way more interviews than I had before. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm doing this whole thing with like inside edition and just like some, some cool interviews that I've been doing um, that are more nationally rather than locally. Um, So in that sense, it's just kind of cool scrolling. I got scrolled through my Facebook the other day and a sponsored ad came, came up and it was my interview from Hollywood life. And I was like, wait, this is so weird. And my friends are, my friends are screenshotting like their sponsored ad and it's my interview. And that's just like, that kind of is a little surreal that my face is coming up and like why i mean i'm just going to the olympics i don't really think anything of it but it is kind of cool <laughs> yeah that's way cool what are you doing in your life outside of gymnastics right now school work or is it just training i am in school um currently i'm on summer so no school but i am a full-time student hopefully will graduate in the spring of 2022 um and other than that, I am full blown in training mode, training for this Olympics. And then I'm going to come back, take a little bit of a break and then start training for world championships. Cool. And what are you studying? What do you go back to school for in the fall? Um, I'm in journalism. So I am currently in hopes to, I guess, pursue a career in broadcasting, um, sports commentating, sports interviewing anything of that source for any major news company. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need more good gymnastics commentators. Yes. Definitely for trampoline. Definitely for trampoline. <laughs> I've, I've told flow gymnastics that I definitely want to commentate for trampoline. So you've got to make that happen. Definitely. You've got to make that happen. I think I'd be good at it at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got a couple questions from our kids here at apex because word gets around. Um, all right. Michelle wants to know how many hours you train a week. So we train four hours a day, six days a week. So about 24 hours just in the gym. Mm -hmm. And then I do outside training. So I'd say about like 30 to 35 hours a week is all towards trampoline gymnastics. That's a full-time job right there. 
Definitely. <laughs> Vanna and Cadence want to know what is your favorite skill? My favorite skill is a full branny straight, which is a double front flip in a straight position. First flip, you do a 360 twist, and then the second flip, you do a half twist. Awesome. And Kendall asks you what kept you going when you felt like quitting? Were there any times in your career when you felt like quitting? You know, I would, I want to say no, <laughs> but um, as an athlete, I mean, you go through your ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the most down I've ever bet, been that has made me thought about quitting was probably when the Olympics were postponed. Um, they said that the Olympics had been pushed back a year and I was debating, am I going to continue to train for a year? What is my life going to consist of? How is this going to work? What if, and then the thought of what if I train this entire year and the Olympics get canceled? And so that all that went through my head and I did think about quitting, but then at the same time, I just kept telling myself that I would be so upset going into this Olympic games if I wasn't competing. And I think that is like one of the biggest things that athletes don't really think about is that they think they're at their low point and they want to quit and they quit. And then they don't really think about what it would feel like to not be on that team or not travel to this place. And I think that is like a really key factor. And if you feel a slight bit, if you that you would be upset that you weren't on the national team or you weren't traveling to world championships or even going with your teammates to states or regionals or even nationals, then you got to stick it out. I believe that a person shouldn't quit when they're struggling. I think a person should quit when they are doing their best and they truly believe that you know, I've, I've gone into the gym every day and I'm, I'm super, I'm doing super well, but this isn't what I want to do anymore. That's when somebody should quit. Yeah. Not because of the difficulties, but because you feel like you're ready to move on. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's super important. Any advice for parents of athletes who have kids or uh, athletes who want to go to the Olympics someday? You know, I'm going to take it personally and say that I was a 16 year old little girl who for my entire life dreamt about going to the Olympic games. And I begged my mother to let me move to Louisiana to mm -hmm. train for my dream. And she didn't want to, my parents as supportive as they were, they didn't want their little girl to move all the way across the country to train for a dream that may or may not happen. And I think the biggest thing that parents need to realize is that, or at least understand, is that when your child has a dream and they are gonna do everything they can to achieve that dream, you have to help them. And that's why I thank my parents so much because I definitely wouldn't be here without their support and love and everything they do for me because a parent's job for an, at least for an Olympic athlete and for myself is just supporting them in everything they want to do. What made you decide you wanted to go to the Olympics? I mean, for a three-year-old, obviously, I think every, every girl that puts on a leotard wants, you know, 
to compete at the highest level. But at a certain point, you become self-aware of how high this mountain is that you have to climb. When was the point where you realized like, no, this is, I'm really going to do whatever it takes to make this happen. Um, I think it was when I was, uh, it was back in 2014. Um, it was the youth Olympic games and I had qualified myself to go to the youth Olympics in Nanjing, China. And I kind of realized then that this is just such a small little thing compared to the Olympic games. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, yes, I was doing very well for a junior elite athlete, but I wasn't nearly as good enough to compete on the full Olympic stage. And I think at that moment, I kind of just had to realize that I need to give this my entire 100% in my life mm-hmm. to get myself to the Olympics. And that's when like, I became more determined. That's when I started asking my mother, can I move to Louisiana? Please let me train under Dimitri because I knew that that was where I was going to go to, to achieve my dream. Yeah. Quick rapid fire, five questions. First thing, not allowed to think about it. You gotta, you gotta come, come right out. Whatever comes out, out of your, uh, out of your mouth first. All right. Number one, what's the one item that would ruin your trip to Tokyo if you didn't have it in your carry on bag? My pillow. That's what Sarah said. Is it a neck pillow or is it your actual? No, like my actual pillow. Y'all, y'all are a pair. (laughs) I'm off the Um, (laughs) Who's the one person you'd really love to meet in Tokyo? Another athlete or Allison Felix. Okay. That was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Rapid fire. Um, sliders or tennis shoes? Oh, tennis shoes. All the time, even in the gym? Mm-hmm. What are you bringing back from Japan in your suitcase? My medal. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, favorite meal to eat before a big meet? before a big meet, I want to say pizza, but it's so bad. I'm going to say pizza. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I know you have uh, a lot of work to do more training today and busy next couple days. And then you're going to be in airports for a little bit. Um, who would you like to give a shout out to, or say thank you to, for the support along the way and getting you to the 21 Olympic games in Tokyo? Um, I think I would just like to say thank you to my coach, Dimitri. Um, for always being there. Thank you to my parents for supporting me and believing in me. Thank you to my, my best friends who have been on this journey with me for the past five years. Um, and then thank you to my teammates for continuously training with me every single day and supporting me. And we support each other and we lean on each other and we've all been through the highs and lows, but I mean, all three of us are going and that's just, that's the most amazing thing in the entire world. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Nicole. I appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. I'll oh, let you're good. Back to training. Okay. Thank good you. One to kick some tail in Tokyo. Oh, most definitely. All right. Talk to all you right. Soon. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.